Thank you for tuning in to the Crossover Podcast. We hope this message inspires you and grows your faith. To learn more about Crossover, visit our website at crossovernorman.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at Crossover Norman. Enjoy the message. Hey, Crossover. Uh, Brent Russell here meeting you at the, the offices of Crossover. And um, I know that we are spread out throughout this nation and um, we want to meet you where you're at. We know that that some of y'all are in, in harder circumstances than other people. I know some of y'all are more isolated than others, but we want to be able to still have a, a weekly uh, meeting with y'all and be able to kind of spread um, spread the light where you're at, try to be able to continue to grow uh, because Crossover is not a location. Uh, crossover is uh, is people that are meeting for, for Jesus and trying to grow like Jesus. And so, um, man, if I could just kind of share something from my heart. First and foremost, I wanted to say that um, I've been so encouraged by this semester just to see um, not only numerical growth, but I believe that we have really grown spiritually. And just to be able to see y'all um, really reach this campus for Christ. And man, um, our outreach team has been phenomenal. Uh, I think that we've really reached and, and impacted just a new wave of people. And um, even a couple weeks ago, we got to see like 25 people come to Christ. And that was um, truly inspiring. And man, I, I just cannot believe where we are at with crossover just being four years old. And um, that's not because of me. That's not because of Caroline. It's really because of, of you guys um, just being able to show up every week and not only be there on a Tuesday, but praying for us throughout the week and really meeting up with new people during a week. And man, I can't tell y'all like just how excited uh, where that I am about where crossover is, but I'm also excited about where crossover is going to be uh, in the future. I think next semester we're going to hit the ground running. Um, I think all this uh, coronavirus, please God, let that be over by next semester and um, let us be able to move on from this and, um, uh, I, I'm just excited about next semester. Um, but with that said, I, I don't want to move on uh, just thinking about the future without evaluating where we are at now. Um, I think that uh, if I can really connect with some of you, I'm actually a little sad that we're not going to be able to meet up um, the rema- remainder of the semester. I'm really, I'm really saddened by the fact that we can't meet up uh, with the seniors uh, who have literally built the ministry where it's at today. I mean, they have spent the last four years of their life or even the last two years of their life building up crossover to where it is today. I mean, I, I think of a couple people, even even two, three years ago when we were running a couple hundred people and we had like five volunteers who did everything. They did everything from uh, from outreach to the welcome table to meet and greets to uh, to set up and tear down. And we'd be setting up and tearing down with four people uh, that would take us two, three hours to set up. And uh, I just think about those people that that we aren't able to say goodbye to. And for those of you who don't know this, every end of every semester, we always like to do a little group 
prayer around the seniors uh, to be able to send them out into this world and just kind of have our hand of blessing on them and just pray pray for security and uh, just for wisdom over their, their their life and just a big thank you for what they have done for crossover and uh, I'm saddened that we can't do that and um, so I just wanted to make a statement seniors uh, we are so thankful for you some of you uh, we have done life with, and I mean, my kids know you by name, and uh, man, some of y'all have put in so many years, and so many prayers, and so many hours of just volunteering and serving for Jesus. Uh, I, there's no way that I can say thank you enough, and so uh, as crossover, hey, you might not be here in person, but let us pray for the seniors, even if you don't know every one of them by name. Let's pray for them um, to finish up strong this semester, but also to send them um, out into this world. So seniors, thank you. We love you. Uh, please keep in touch. But um, as I send off today, uh, God kind of gave me a word to be able to um, to lead you by. I, I know that uh, some of y'all are in more difficult situations than, than others. And I know some of us are might be in complete isolation. Uh, we might not even be able to leave our homes at this point. But um, what I wanted to do tonight is be able to uh, give you the word that God has given me, and um, I labeled it evaluating your light. And so uh, what I want you to do now is we're going to read this word, we're going to kind of walk through it, but I want you to take notes. Uh, I also want you to keep in mind of maybe some highlight points that you can take during this time to be able to uh, go and talk with your friend groups about. Maybe take this into your house and talk to your mom and dad about it. Maybe y'all have some group discussion times about just reflecting on God's word. And so as we start up here, let us uh, start off with prayer. And I want us to be able to uh, just kind of go through this uh, a little bit today. So Father, we come to you and we thank you for who you are. We thank you for uh, everything that you have done. And Lord, I ask you just to be with this over this time in your word and let us be able to um, take this word and apply it to our life and be able to uh, grow in this uh, light. Let us be able to evaluate our light with, with truth and sincerity and um, maybe even with a scalpel that we can be able to see uh, where in our lives maybe we're not growing in you. And so... Lord, be with us, be with this time, be with these uh, students and these people that are watching this, and Lord, protect them um, and help them be able to grow and mature in their faith. For it's in your name, um, amen. So, um, man, the word today is in 2 Corinthians 4, uh, 2 Corinthians 4, uh, and we're going to be uh, going through 1 through 9. It says, therefore, having the ministry by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart. But we have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or tamper with God's word. By the open statement of the truth, we commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled only to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world, which is the devil, has blinded them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ is Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let the light shine out of darkness, 
has shown in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. I think right now, uh, a lot of y'all have seen how quickly your life can change. Uh, I think for a lot of us, even in this world, um, our, our life has never been uprooted like it has now. We have never even acknowledged the fact that life can change and our circumstances can change literally within a blink of an eye. Um, and I think that this is such a, uh, a, a powerful time because A, it doesn't only show us uh, how fragile life is, but it also can show us how important our faith is. And I think that we don't need to waste this time. I don't think that we need to waste our time with uh, scrolling through social media or watching all the Netflix and the Prime videos and all this. I think this is a time where we can really evaluate, man, where is our faith at right now? Where is uh, our, our light in the gospel? How effective are we being um, in the gospel of Jesus Christ? And I I think that we can just walk through this and see what Paul is trying to communicate to his followers here. That um, I think that if when we are evaluating our light, we see here that Paul is saying, "Hey, don't lose hope. Don't don't lose heart." Is what he is saying uh, in what God has called you to do, and he's given us uh, some qualifying statements here by saying, um, "Don't lose heart." Well, how do you not lose heart? Well, he says that we have. We have renounced. We have walked away. We have quit practicing ways and and and, and ways that are of the world. We're not trying to be con- cunning. We're not trying to tamper with God's word. Um, but He says that we are to take up the truth and we are to walk in the ways of God's truth. And so I'm just trying to think of ways that we are to not lose heart. I think it's so important for us uh, to understand that. Um, our circumstances don't define our relationship with Jesus. Uh, but I think what you notice now is that our relationship with Jesus defines our circumstances. Uh, because our circumstances can always ebb and flow. It can always uh, go up and down. But I think that when, when you have a mindset of Jesus Christ, um, your circumstances don't really define who you are. Um, I think if anything, this isolation in your life or this change of pace or you not coming back to college, if it has shown you anything, it has shown you what in your life you think that you need to be you. It has shown you what you think you need in your life maybe to be happy with. Maybe it's a schedule. Maybe that you need this schedule in your life in order to have just maybe happiness or joy or productivity, right? You know, you see in your life that that you need these things. Maybe it's friendships. I know a lot of y'all are saying, man, you know what? In order for me to be me, I just have to have these friendships. Maybe if anything, it's maybe just being away from your house, right? Like, I just don't want to be home anymore. But I think that this isolation has shown us what in our lives we think that we need in order to be happy. I think that those are some things in our life, if we are honest with ourselves, those are the things in our life that are are, are lies. I, I think that's us tampering with God's word. And this is what I mean by that is I think so many times we like to say, well, this is what God's word said. Well, I'm supposed to be with people, right? I'm supposed to be doing this or I'm supposed to have school. Yes, those things are important, but they are a byproduct 
of what God wants for us in our life. Because what Jesus says in his, in his word is that he is all. He's the one that we're supposed to glorify with all. He's the one that satisfies all of our needs. He's the one that gives us all. And by his gospel, we are supposed to be full and righteous and not a fear, but we're supposed to be living in faith. And so I think we need to look in the ways of our world saying, you know what, what, what ways in my life do I feel like I'm lacking with? Um, maybe it's friendships, maybe it's school, maybe it's productivity. And maybe I need to look at, take a step back and say, you know what? I need to fill those up with the word of God. I need to fill those up with the gospel of Jesus Christ in my life. Because I think that we are supposed to be honest with ourselves. We're supposed to remove the things of this world and we're supposed to fill them up with Jesus Christ. But even beyond that, he doesn't, he doesn't just stop there. He says that even if our gospel is veiled, and it's veiled only to those who are perishing uh, because of the God of this world. Um, if I can be very honest with you, I think that the devil's two goals are actually verses 1 uh, through 5. It's not only the fact that he wants to veil people who don't know God. They don't know how to have a relationship with Jesus, right? He wants to keep non-Christians non-Christians. I think the best way for him to do that is verse 2, um, by people not renouncing the ways of this world. I think that the best way for him to keep non-Christians non-Christians is to keep Christians walking in the way of the world. Uh, I think it's by him telling them that they need something else besides the gospel of Jesus Christ, that they need to, refo that they need to focus on relationships with other people more than they focus on the relationship with Jesus Christ. And so I think his, his first strategy is to keep non-Christians non-Christians, but his ultimate strategy is to keep people away from their relationship with Jesus. I think some of us right now, if we have learned anything over the past semester of crossover, is we need to really evaluate do I have a relationship with Jesus? Because if the devil's goal is to keep me away from Jesus, maybe I'm one of those people that he has kept away from Jesus. And I think the only way that you're able to really decide whether you have that relationship with Jesus is my question is, is, have you given your life to Jesus? If he has come to give you life and to give you life more abundantly, my question is, is have you realized that you needed a savior in this world, that you are a sinner in need of a savior? Um, and I think that's one of the things that we need to do in our life is we need to be able to proclaim Jesus with our life. And, um, you know, Romans 10 says that um, all those who confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in their heart that uh, God rose him from the dead, then they shall be saved. I think that we need to really lean into that and realize that maybe we are the ones that have been veiled from Jesus. Um, and we need to confess our life to Jesus and say, you know what, I am a sinner in need of a Savior, Lord. And I know that you came and you died for me. I know that you rose on the third day. Lord, come to my life and be the Savior of my world. Let us not be fooled. The devil wants us to feel like we are afraid, that we are alone. Um, and he wants us to be caught in misery. And I think a lot of us, maybe we're stuck in that circumstance because we haven't given our life to Jesus. And so I just really encourage y'all uh, to, to do this. Um, and then my last point is this, is Jesus, uh, Paul is saying this in verse five, for what we proclaim is not ourself, but Jesus Christ as Lord, uh, with ourselves, your servants for Jesus's sake, 
For God says, let the light shine out of darkness. He has shown in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of glory of God in the face of Jesus. I think one of the biggest moments in my life is when I realized that we are supposed to do all things for the glory of God. Um, I think that we can turn our life around in a blink of a moment. I think a lot of us are realizing that not every aspect of our life glorifies Christ. I think that isolation right now or the change of pace right now shouldn't believe, shouldn't be all focused on, Lord, look what you are taking away from me. I think it's actually, you need to look at, Lord, what can I do more for you? How can I be more like you? What in my ways am I not being like you? I think that we need to look at maybe, especially in college age, um, how are we thinking? Are we thinking on what Philippians says is on what is right and what is pure and what is holy, right? You're not supposed to, you're not supposed to be down. You're supposed to have a, a, a power, uh, a faith of power. You're supposed to have a source of power in Jesus. I think the other thing, if we can be honest, is um, how do we joke? Uh, I think that a lot of our joking can be um uh, obviously not a source of light for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I think when you learn how we joke, um, I think thirdly, and I think this is more important than most of them is how do we spend our time? And I think that uh, if we can look at the last three months of our life, can we say that our time was spent more glorifying God uh, than glorifying ourselves? And I think that uh, we need to really evaluate, well, what in my life am I really trying to do for God? Or does it look like I'm just trying to please myself? And so um, I think that when looking at light, I don't think of us being a light uh, in this gospel as a light bulb, right? A lot of people think it's it's a light bulb amongst lightness, uh, amongst the darkness of this world. I actually think of a light as more of a reflection, right? More of a more of a mirror, right? If you've ever used the sun and used a mirror, you know, you can, you can burn a leaf, right? I've set many almost forest fires because of, um, because of that. But, um, I think that, uh, the reflection of the sun is way more powerful than a light bulb. And, um, uh, because it's all the sun's power that is reflected off of me and through me, uh, that is able to penetrate the darkness of this world. It's so much more powerful than just, um, a light bulb, right? Because it's not, you know, the source of power is from the sun. And I think us as believers, we are supposed to be a reflection of Jesus in this world of darkness. And um, I think that right now, as we are just saying, is we need to evaluate where we are um, in our walk with Jesus. And so uh, as we close up here, I don't want you to uh, lose heart. I want you to evaluate what we need to cut away from this world uh, and maybe what lies that we are telling ourselves. Are we trying to make this gospel fit our life or are we trying to make our life fit this gospel? And so let's be honest with ourselves. Let's evaluate ourselves. Um, I want you to get on maybe some Zooms with a, a group of your friends and maybe talk over some of these talking points and uh, maybe seeing what, what you can do better in this world. Let's have some discipleship going on. Um, but man, I just want y'all to know that we love you very much and we're very excited to see what the future holds for Crossover.